Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for The Zone to be joined by former Razorback baseball player and current Diamond Hog color commentator, Bubba Carpenter. Bubba Carpenter is brought to you by Johnston's Home Center in Benton. Visit them on the web at johnstonshomecenter.com. Johnston's Home Center in Benton. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. Now, let's play ball with Bubba Carpenter. All right, let's do it, Bubba. Happy Monday. What's up? Buddy, just getting ready for another week. We've got midweek baseball. We've got another series coming in against another Illinois school this weekend, so all good. Arkansas, two dominating wins, and then a bit of a meltdown on Sunday, unfortunately, in the bullpen. Um, but let's start with the positives and the offense that Arkansas showed in the first couple of games. And uh, Kendall Diggs kind of was the big, the big story, I guess, in the first game in a 13-2 win. Three-run homer in the bottom of the seventh helped – the Hogs sort of get over and pull away on Friday. Yeah, you know, the offense has looked, you know, it really has looked good, believe it or not. Um, if you look at the runs we scored, we scored nine against Grambling, uh, 13 Friday night, uh, 10 Saturday. We only scored three yesterday, but ran into a hot pitcher. And, and I mean, you know, we hit some balls hard, though. Even though we only scored three runs, and I talked about in the post game yesterday, we hit eight balls over 95 miles an hour off the bat, which 95 is kind of the threshold for what you consider a, a well-hit ball. And, you know, out of those eight that we hit, seven of them were outs. One was Borfin's home run. But I think that, I think we've uh, we've showed a knack for scoring with two runs. Um, defense has been pretty good for the most part. Actually, it's been, it's been good. A um, couple bobbles on some double play balls, and a ball went through uh, Reese Robinette's leg yesterday. But it hit 98 on wet, you know, wet grass, so it kind of squeaked through his legs. But uh, defense has been good. The, the main question is, uh, you know, kind of the pitching right now. Yeah, well, that's what we were talking about. I mean, the offense is. Our statement was the offense has been a little better than expected, and the pitching staff has not quite been up to the standards that were anticipated coming into the season. Would you agree with that? Oh, absolutely. But, you know, offense has scored a – they've showed a knack for scoring with, with two outs and, and um, just a ton of two-out RBI hits. And that's what good teams do. So, for me, that's a that's a good sign to see a team that's able to do that, score a lot of runs with two outs. But uh, the side was flipped yesterday to uh, on, on our side. We gave up a lot of two-out hits. Um, two strikes, two-out hits, which are just daggers to uh, a pitching staff. But, um, but yeah, I mean, there's a lot to be excited about still, guys. Uh, I am, I'm a little concerned about the pitching, but uh, there, there's a lot to be excited about still. And, look, hey, you know, that loss yesterday, I don't know, 12-3. to three, If you look, at, you look around the SEC, a lot of teams have gotten beat at least once or twice by multiple runs like that. Uh, EIU is a veteran team. If you watch them pick BP, the guys can hit it. I mean, they they got some big guys in the in the veteran guys in the middle of that lineup that can drive the ball. If you make a mistake, they're going to hurt you, and that's what happened yesterday. I know this drives you crazy, and it drives a lot of people crazy. But it's uh, the pitching's uh, the Razorback pitching that gives up a hit or <laughs> more than a hit on an O two pitch. A lot of times, you see an O two pitch. The next pitch is going to be uh, you know it's going to be almost what they call waste pitch. It's not going to be close. Does does Hobbs have a different theory on O two pitches? Maybe attacking more uh, on an O two pitch. 
you know, Hobbs is real big on, on getting getting a two strike or getting an out with three pitches. Um, so I think you're a little more aggressive. Now, Cody Adcock's not trying to hang a breaking ball there 0-2. The guy's stepping in the bucket. Ignofo yesterday, a guy that steps out, he missed two sliders down and away by, by three feet. And then 0-2, he hangs a slider over the middle of the plate. Um, you know, he's not trying to do that. Uh, so Hobbs is, you know, I, I talk to Matt a lot about Matt Hobbs, and, you know, they're, they're not trying to do that. Now, what he doesn't want to do is make a non-competitive pitch. But I go back to the old school, you get ahead with strikes, you get outs with balls. Our pitchers in the, in the minor leagues all the way up through into the major leagues got fined if they gave up an 0-2 hit. You just don't let that happen. Now, with that being said, Parker Coyle gave up an 0-2 hit yesterday when he came in. He's a freshman lefty. It's going to be really good. But that ball was eight inches off the plate. The guy just flipped it out into right field, like two miles an hour off the bat. You can't do anything about that. But when a guy's squaring one up over 100 miles an hour, 0-2, it wasn't a good enough pitch. Even for me, guys, there, we had a few called third strikes yesterday, 0-2. I don't even like a called third strike, 0-2. It's too good a pitch if it gets called for a strike. Matt Hobbs might disagree with me there. But, I mean, that's just that's me. I'm an old school guy. I do not want a guy to smoke a ball when it's an 0-2 count. With that being said, we're dealing with college players. They're going to make mistakes. I guarantee you next time Cody Axel gets 0-2 on a right-handed batter, he doesn't hang a slider. That thing might bounce 40 feet or it might go to the backstop, but he's not going to hang it. You could see Dave's frustration yesterday in the postgame. He was a little frustrated with that. Yeah, I saw his frustration walking to the mound, and he was taking Gage Wood out. <clears throat> and I think Gage is going to be a really good pitcher for Arkansas, and I think he'll be a good pitcher this year. Uh, so I was kind of interested in that conversation, so I was paying attention, and uh, Dave didn't just take the ball from him and let Gage walk off. He, he stood there and talked to him for a little bit. Do you know what he said, or could you guess what he said? I can I can guess what he said. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can say it on the air, but I got a pretty good idea. No, you know what he wants him to do? Look, they like Gage Wood a lot. The guy's been a winner all the way up through. You know, uh, one of my my uh, pitching guys that uh, one of my coaches right now uh, has Coach Gage, and they said he's an absolute bulldog beast on the mound. He doesn't get flustered. Um, so what's going on with him? You know, it's kind of an oddity. We've never really seen it out of him. But you know, he's a freshman. He gets out there and he just he's speeding up right now. You know, and therefore his velocity's a little bit down. He's throwing balls to the backstop. But I'm pretty sure Dave's conversation is just, hey, you know, we need you to throw strikes. You got to come in and throw strikes, or you're not going to get these opportunities. And I think Dave kind of said that in the in the post game yesterday. You know, referring to some of these guys are going to run out of chances soon. Uh, I call it Dave's circle of trust, and. It's great when you're in his circle of trust, but if you fall out of his circle of trust, um, you're you're not going to be seen for a long time, and that's that's not a place you want to be as a, as a guy coming out of that bullpen. Let me ask you about a couple other guys that pitched yesterday. Let's start with Zach Morris. He's a guy, you know, he's an Arkansas kid, and I think everybody was excited about him this season coming into the year, and a guy that I thought they would lean on, and they've given him a few opportunities here, and things have not gone particularly well mechanically or matchup wise, or have you seen anything? I'm sure it's been discussed. What do you think's going on with him that he has not been maybe as effective as we anticipated? You know, it, it's hard to say, Justin. It's uh, mechanically he looks the same to me. He looks good. He's leaving balls up in the zone. He can't put away hitters. I was a little, you know, yesterday was more mental. 
you know, there was the bunt to the left side. Uh, third base would come to field the ball. He's got to peel off and go to third. He doesn't. The guy takes an extra base. Then they bunted one back to him. He looked to second and then just kind of lollygagged it over to first base, lobbed it, and the guy beat it out and pulled Slavens off the mound. I mean, those are, those are mental. That's not a physical error. Both of those are mental errors, which means something's going on. You're not really locked in mentally. And, hey, hopefully he's just a primetime player who, when the lights come on Friday night on the SEC game, uh, he's going to flip that switch kind of like he did last year. I hope that's the case because, you know, anyone – I love Razorback baseball players. I especially love the Arkansas homegrown Razorback baseball players. Zach was a huge part of us getting to Omaha last year. I, I haven't given up on him, but he, he needs to figure it out. It's it's time, or he's, Dave's going to lose trust in him. And then what about uh, the guy that closed it out yesterday, Dossett? We, he pitched an inning, one walk, one strikeout, didn't give up a run. Uh, what did you think of his performance? And is he a guy that maybe figures in a little more to earn himself an opportunity here? He might. He uh, walked the guy, and then he had another 3-2 count, uh, but got the pop-up out. Uh, Cooper Dossett's a kid that I've watched grow up here. He's a Harbor High kid there in Springdale. I hit with Cooper since he was a little kid. And, uh, fellas, I was such a good hitting coach that he turned into a, a P.O. I don't know what that says about me. But uh, Cooper Dawes is a good kid. He's a smart kid. He's a hardworking kid, and he's tough. There's no fear in him. He's a lot like a Gage Woods. So, hey, if Cooper can come in and keep doing that, he's going to get more and more chances. I know he's got a fastball that's 90, 92 to 93. Maybe he might even hit 94, 95 occasionally. He's got good ride on it at the top of the zone. He's got a really good breaking ball. Hadn't been able to land that breaking ball much yet, but um, he's got a chance to be really good, and so hopefully he'll get uh, more opportunities. Just Chuck wanted us to ask you on the first Arkansas Bank and Trust text line about uh, Austin Ledbetter. Had, a, uh, I guess, a rough outing Friday night. What are you seeing out of Austin? You know, Austin's like a lot of those other guys. Um, I actually talked to Matt Hobbs about Austin Ledbetter. Uh, he likes him. I mean, he still really likes Austin and said he's still going to be a good one. He's just, you know, he's leaving pitches fat over the middle of the plate. He's missing a lot arm side. To me, that looks a little bit mechanical. But, you know, he's another one that you can go back and say, wow, he was a great football player Friday night live. Uh, he always stepped up. Nothing phased him. So I don't think I don't think an early struggle is really going to phase Austin. But he's another one that we know he's got the stuff. It's just a matter of executing pitches. Now, he's not a guy that's going to blow you away with 95. He's going to pitch 90-91, but he's got sink. Uh, he's got a good couple of good off-speed pitches, a slider and a curveball. And he's got change-ups, so he's got the weapons to get people out. I just, you know, it's, it's so hard when you're dealing. You, everything's contagious. We talk about hitting being contagious. I think the pitching's the same way. You know, you get one guy struggling out there on the mound. They pull him out. Another guy goes in. Well, he doesn't want to struggle. You know, and it's kind of the old Harvey Dorfman, the brain can't process the negative thought. Well, if you try not to struggle, you're going to struggle. If you try not to hang an 0-2 breaking ball, you're going to hang an 0-2 breaking ball. You know, so it's all a mindset. And, and you guys both know how mental the game of baseball is. And, you know, but I, to answer uh, Chuck's question, I, I think Austin's going to be all right. You know, I, I really do. He's a guy that's probably going to pitch the midweek games. I don't know how much SEC stuff he'll get this year, but he might if he gets hot. Uh, there's no telling where you'll end up. And I say all the time, it's not where you start, it's where you finish. That's a great point, Bubba. Mm -hmm. Bubba Carpenter joining us, courtesy of Johnston's Home Center down in Benton. So, Illinois State, speaking of midweek, got a midweek coming up here in a couple of days. Who do you expect to go to start that one? 
<laughs> well, I hate to do this to you guys. I have no freaking clue, to be honest with you. Um, I, I, I don't have any idea yet, and I don't think they know. To be honest with you, usually they know, but they just don't say. I don't think Dave knows right now. I know him and Hobbs are going to talk about it last night. It could be a guy like an Austin Ledbetter. Mm-hmm. You know, Ben Ben Beebe started, uh, Bybee started last uh Tuesday. Oh yeah, he wasn't really that good. You know, a, a guy that might get the shot would be a Parker Coyle, uh, that freshman lefty that threw yesterday. Now he gave up two oh two hits. One of them was a rocket to right. The other was a little blooper I talked about. But he came in in a tough situation with the bases loaded. Now he struggled a little bit, but he got through it. And I really think the fact that he got through it says a lot about the makeup of him. So. And you you might see him out there on the mound. It's just it's it's hard to say. There's so many guys they could go to. Um, I don't know, but I tell you what, it's, I'll have my people give your people and I'll, as soon as I find out something, and we'll uh, I'll let you know. You're Bubba. You're literally talking to all my people. This is a, this is it. This is all we got. This is all this is all our guys. So I don't know how many more people you got, but this is all I got. Um, well, hey, what did y'all start? Let me let me ask y'all a question. Y'all, y'all know that y'all know the staff. I go Parker, man. Uh, right now, if something I don't like to talk about it, but if something happened to one of your three weekend guys, who who would be the fourth? And I don't think they know for sure. You and that's something that I'm sure bothers them or worries them. They got they got to get that guy developed just in case something happens. Well, I'll say Parker calls a lefty, so he wouldn't be Zach Morris. They're not going to go with three lefties. If something were to happen today. Um, I think Cody Adcock's your 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 Saturday starter, um, you know. Or you know, you start a Cody Frank. I mean, the guy's yeah. got a rubber arm; he can throw and get a lot of outs. But boy, you're really weakening the back end of that bullpen. Cody Frank's been a guy that's been really reliable down there, and I hate to take a Brady Tiger out. Brady could start, mm-hmm. you know, but man. Okay, so I talked to Matt Hobbs about this too, and and we you know we talk about a lot of scenarios, and I love Matt Hobbs; he's awesome. Um, so when it comes to Brady, a lot of guys have the stuff to be a closer, but not many guys have the makeup to be a closer. Brady Tiger's good; he knows he's good. He's got some swagger out there. Um, he knows he's better than that hitter, and you know that's a guy that you almost have to have in the back end of the bullpen because there's such a heightened awareness at the end of games. Um, hit with hitters, you got to have someone that can go up there and shove and, and believe that they can shove and get those outs, and that's Brady. And so you, you can't take him out of there. So I'm not really answering your question, but um, I, I guess the, the first person that would be Cody Adcock. He's got the stuff to be a starter, and he's, he started most of his career, so I think he could do it. Um, Callie got in a couple of games. Caleb Callie, I'm talking about. I know, I think maybe three different guys played third this weekend, yeah. but uh, Caleb finally scored his first run as a Razorback. Still looking for that first hit, but he did walk and run, uh, score a run in, in a couple of the games here against Eastern Illinois. Um, give me kind of your thoughts on that position, which I, I don't know if I want to say it's still up in the air, but obviously they're still trying to figure out who the best bet is maybe at third. Well, I know they're. They would love to see Caleb Kelly figure it out. He did. He had good at bats. He drew a walk his first at, first at bat. Next at bat, he popped up a pitch, but he just missed it. It's one of those where if the ball's down three inches, it's probably a home run. Um, next to bat, he popped up again. But once again, it was a, it was a two-strike fastball at the top of the zone. Just didn't quite get to it. But his approach and his at bats looked way better. Um, he hooked one ball foul, pulled it really hard down the third baseline. 
uh, just barely foul. You know, if that ball's a, a few feet over, it's double. Um, but you know who looked good yesterday? Reese Robinette, a freshman. Um, had a couple of really good at-bats, drove some balls to left center, gets a tough righty that was changing speed. Now, he did let one go between his legs, but you know, like I said, it was 98 miles an hour and on a wet grass, and he just kind of squeaked through his legs with the infield in. But Reese looked good. The guy that I really like, other, I mean, there's so many of them. Uh, Jason Jones. You, you haven't got to see much of him. Jason's a stud. Mm-hmm. He'd be starting on a whole lot of teams. Um, he's another one that could go in there. So I, there's just so many different options. I don't think Brady Slavin's a third baseman. I think he can get the he can, he can make the plays over there. He's going to make the routine plays, and you know. But I, I don't think he's our answer over there. I think he's better at first. But you know, Kendall Diggs. You know, they started Brady at third the other night, and they moved Kendall. Kendall ended up DH, and so that kind of says that they're wanting Kendall Diggs to be more of an outfielder, not a third baseman. So, man, it's it's wide open, and in the next few weeks are going to say a lot about who gets that that starting role when Auburn rolls into town on on a Friday night in a few weeks. Bubba, thanks, my man. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, appreciate Johnston's Home Center bringing us Bubba Carpenter every week, and we will uh, have plenty to get to after the four this week with you next Monday. Sounds great. You'll have a good week. Go on. All right. Thanks, buddy. Bye.